recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios, Mianjin, Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Z Games. Z Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Share your hot take? Or do you just want to share your favourite game? Find us on socials at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Zed Games. My name is Hazel, and I'm here in the studio with... Zara. And... Peter. It wouldn't be haunting me here. Hey, Zara, your mic just died. Oh, lovely. Oh, lovely. Time to get cozy. That's right. We just got a second one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How are you, Peter? I am fantastic. I am having a really, really great second week of the year. I've I've been pretty good. I've been busy... We went to visit Toby at his countryside manor. Ooh. And that was great. I'm sure Toby enjoyed that. Hi, Toby. Hello, Toby. I mean, it was a really good fun time because I also got to play some mobile games. Like, it was a really good motivation to play on my phone because I didn't have my computer with me. So, that was really fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, how about we just kick it straight into the news? Let's go. There's some some interesting news there today. There is some interesting news. That is the word for it. From our friend, Cam. You love gaming news. I love gaming news. Oh my god, let's be best friends and enjoy some gaming news together. Layoffs, layoffs, layoffs. 2024 has started off strong with two major rounds of layoffs and we're not even halfway through January. First comes from beleaguered middleware development Behemoth Unity, who this week announced that they no longer needed a whole 25% of its workforce. That's 1,800 people who are now competing for an ever-decreasing pool of jobs in the games industry. It's not all bad news though, because Unity's share price rose 4% after the layoffs were announced. Not to be outdone, Amazon just announced they were laying off 35% of Twitch's employees, estimated to be around 500 people. AI voices are AI-OK. Mere weeks after the SAG-AFTRA ended their strikes over issues such as AI being used to replace human actors, the Guild has struck a new deal that says the process is good, actually. On Tuesday, SAG-AFTRA entered into an agreement with Australian-based Replica Studios, an AI voiceover studio, to establish guidelines for the use of artificial intelligence in video games. The union made the announcement at CES in Las Vegas, with Duncan Crabtree Ireland, the executive director, highlighting the inclusion of informed consent provisions for the creation of AI-generated voice replicates and the implementation of secure storage protocols for digital assets. Some prominent voiceover artists have come out against the move. Erika Ishii, who voices Valkyrie in Apex Legends, wrote, Approved by who, exactly? Was any one of the affected members who signed off on this a working voice actor? Elias Tufexis, who has such games as Starfield, Deus Ex and Death Stranding in their credits, added, I would humbly consider myself one of the top voice actors working in games. No one asked me about this. No one reached out for my opinion. Steam heats up its AI terms. Speaking of AI, This week, Valve issued new guidelines for how they handle AI content in games released on Steam. From now on, 
Developers will need to describe how they use AI in the development and execution of new releases. Basically, they're putting AI into two categories. Pre-generated, which means that the game uses content made through an AI tool, and live-generated. In either case, developers have to pinky swear that AI content that is already in the game does not infringe any copyrights. But in live-generated games, they also have to cross their hearts and hope to die that the game won't generate any illegal content. Players will be able to alert Valve to games that they believe are infringing these rules through a new button in the Steam overlay. Last of Us gets its Abbey. I'll be honest, I don't know what any of this means, but it's big news this week that actress Caitlin Deaver is joining the second season of the TV adaptation of The Last of Us. She'll be playing the role of Abby, who was one of the playable characters in The Last of Us Part 2, who gets tangled up in... I don't know, look, I started reading her Wikipedia page and got lost. But apparently Abby's a big deal, and Caitlin Deaver was really good and unbelievable, so here we are. Series co-creators Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann said that... Nothing matters more than talent, and we're thrilled to have an acclaimed performer like Caitlin join Pedro, Bella, and the rest of our family. New game releases! That horrible dry season where we're all forced to stop buying new games for a few weeks and go through our backlog is over, so now we can go back to buying games in a futile attempt to fill the empty space in our hearts. Here's some of the notable games coming out this week. Today sees the release of Devil May Cry Peak of Combat on iOS and Android, Unstoppable on PC, Radiance on PC, and Dig Dug on the Commodore 64. I need to lie down. Back to the gang in the studio. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, you Cam. You do need to lie down. It's been a stressful time in the games industry. That it has. That's putting it's it lightly. Thousands yeah. and thousands of layoffs. It seems like every week we're just doing the layoffs report, and I hate it. Yeah. Yep. It's a bit grim. It's a bit morbid. And it's happening a lot. I don't think we need to dwell too much no. longer on no. it, really. I just, I just wanted to express that we are very tired of it, and investors, cut that, cut that out. Knock yep. it off. <laughs> Silly <laughs> gooses. Um, How about giving your developers more time and more effort to be able to make a better game to make more money? What a well, radical concept, I <laughs> no. What about I don't so just give your money over, actually get involved and understand. What about we fire everyone and just replace them with AI? I mean, that seems uh, to be... Oh, wait, no, Steam, Steam's making us flag that now. With yep. What do you think of these rules? I think... Okay, so... Over the past year or year and a bit, we know that AI art is everywhere now. It's mm-hmm. quite insidious to the point where, like, some studio will be like, here's our cool new poster. And people are like, that man has six fingers. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> My name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, um, it has felt, it has felt deceptive. There's a lot of discussion to be had around the use of artificial intelligence in games design and in art. There's ways that it can be used to make things a lot easier yep. to like reduce pressure from the team, streamline processes, make it easier for the artist to be able to express their vision. Mm-hmm. So I think having guidelines and making it so then people have to explicitly say what AI is being used and how it's being used so then consumers can make an informed decision. And I have never felt more like a grown-up than saying that sentence. 
I'm against all automation. I think everything should be done by hand by people. Hmm. Good luck with 3D modeling. What? I... <laughs> I'm I'll just, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just poke in the beehive there. Um. <laughs> it broke my brain. <laughs> no, uh. I honestly think art will never get away from artists themselves sort of idea. I do believe that AI will come and stay in a way somewhere in many, many industries sort of idea, but just as an assistance tool, just like Spellchecker, just like Grammarly, all of those other things that were big no-nos when they yeah. first came out sort of thing. But uh, I think realistically the only ethical way forward is to legislate that ai can only be trained on data sets that you actually have permission to use yeah 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 like it's i don't see any other way that it doesn't just turn into the plagiarism machine i mean that's kind of what it is yeah it is right now (laughs) yeah right now it definitely is we have we're in the wild west right now and something is going to happen Yep. Like, if I try to put one of those images through, I don't know, as a uni submission and went and you turn it in and got flagged and was like, oh, this is plagiarized, I would get punished for that. Yep. Yeah. Food for thought. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, you're listening to Zed Games with Hazel, Zara, and Peter. And uh, Zara, have you got something for us? I do have something for us. I've got a game review. Do we want to try doing a game review? Yeah. Okay. Let's give it a Let's try. give it a go. Let's, Let's give it a whirl. the tutorial of the game review. All right. So, I don't know what it is about games with sandboarding that also requires them to be extremely beautiful, zen-like, and super relaxing. But Alto's Odyssey manages to break the mold by nailing the beautiful part and throwing that zen-like, super relaxing part out of the window. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Alto's Odyssey is an endless sandboarding mobile game where you control Alto, or one of their friends, navigating obstacles such as boulders, pots, and hot air balloons. It's all side-scrolling with a 2D art style utilizing cohesive color palettes to represent different biomes, weather events, and time of day. This is a standalone game based off of Alto's adventure, acting as a sort of follow-up, but it's not necessary to have played one to enjoy the other. Alto's Odyssey is a beautiful game, and to see my characters surf through this world, watching their landscape change and the colours shift as the sun makes its journey through the sky, is a stunning and relaxing experience. Sometimes, all you can see of your character is a silhouette against a darkening sky. Obstacles are also beautiful silhouettes against the sky. Even as the colours shift and the world darkens, the use of colour, tone and contrast means that your path ahead is always readable, which is essential for maximising the endless part of Endless Runners. You only have one control input, tap to jump. Hold down a tap to jump higher. If you hold it down through the jump, you'll do a backflip. You have to time your jumps to soar across ravines, hop up to ropes and rails you can grind on, or to bounce across hot air balloons. Make sure you actually land your jumps, and you are rewarded with a speed boost, some brief invincibility, and the right to keep surfing. Stuff up your landing, and you'll need to start the run again, or you can continue by watching an ad or spending coins, which you collect slowly as you play the game. For each level, you'll need to complete three objectives. It can range from reaching 500 meters in a run to how many balloons you can bounce off of to how many coins you collect. And if you're stuck on an objective, you can skip it by watching an ad or spending currency. It's pretty straightforward, easy to learn. So difficult to master though! 
How many times did I land on my face? How many times did I misread a jump, try to zoom off the ramp only to nosedive into the ravine while completely missing the hot air balloon that is right there? How many times did I run into a rock because I was admiring the sunset? But it does get easier as you learn to read the terrain. You learn to understand the signs without thinking and then suddenly you're surfing, really surfing, with your scarf flying behind you and the dunes before you. And that is pretty zen-like. Alto's Odyssey is developed by Team Alto, published by Noodle Cake, and available for Android and iOS. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like fun. It is fun. It is also very frustrating. I think I have the minimum amount of patience required to play it. If you have less patience than me, maybe not. If you mm. have more patience, you're going to have a great time. I mean, it looks beautiful. It looks gorgeous. It is absolutely stunning. And that's kind of my... That was kind of my... Um, yeah. <laughs> it looks great. Yeah. I wish mobile games didn't have ads, but, you know, that's just the world we live in. That's just the world we live in. That it is, unfortunately. But at least they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Zed Games with Hazel, Zara, and Peter... And we're going to kick it into a pre-recorded review of a game called Below the Stone by Caroline. Below the Stone describes itself as a procedurally generated spelunking roguelike light with completely destructible grid-based levels. You're a dwarf, and you're digging in the mines to get ore and all that fun stuff that you find in mines. Mine ore to make new tools and armor and come back with that new stuff to mine different stuff to make even more stuff and so on. There's beasties in the mines too, so expect some combat with a few different sorts of weapons and a potion system. There's a bunch of different biomes with different enemies, quests to complete each time you go down to the mines. And you better complete them, or else you can't come back up. Since it's roguelike-ish, if you die, you lose everything, your inventory and whatever you had equipped, so the game encourages building up a horde of items and materials for when you do die, so you don't have to start from scratch. This is done by unlocking vault space with the money you get from either completing quests or selling off your extra loot. It's got a pretty great soundtrack, feels appropriately atmospheric for stuffing about in a mine filled with riches and monsters, although in an extended play session, the tracks can get a bit repetitive, so I liked muting the game and having some good old YouTube in the background. And now this is where I have to give the caveat that this is an early access game, and as much as I dig <laughs> the concept, there is just not that much to the game at this point. There's only two levels to the mines, and at a certain point, I just hit a wall in regards to the progress I could make. Many of the items in the game have no use, there's no way to upgrade your character outside of forging new tools and armor with the next tiered ore, and at a certain point, after I was killed for the fourth time after getting caught on some terrain that I couldn't see since the grid style of the game was hiding it, I stopped playing until I had to write this review, so I did one more run and then it happened again. So, uh, since it's going for nearly $30 dues on Steam, I'd say it shows promise, but let it cook. I'll be coming back to this one after a few more updates. 
Below the Stone was developed by Stroll Art, published by Apogee Entertainment, and was released on Steam into early access on the 18th of November 2023. Thank you for that, Caroline. Below the Stone, a mining roguelike. Let it cook. Come back to it in a bit. Yeah. That's, that's our review. I mean, early access is always it's such an awkward place to be because yep. it's the nature of it. Things being developed and it's also treated as kind of like a little splice of what the game is supposed to be. But, you it know... It always feels weird reviewing a game that's still in early access because it's like... Is like, it ever going to actually get out of it, early access? Feel, yeah, there's that. And there's also like, you kind of have to review it based on, is it worth your money right now? Yeah. And sometimes it's no. And nope. then later it's yes. Yes. Yeah. But it's also like, it's also kind of, it's also sort of a thing of, this is interesting. Let's keep an eye on it. And we'll come back to it in a few months and see what's going on. And then, like, a few months down the track, one of us were like, do you remember when I reviewed this early access game? Well, it just came out of early access, and here's what's changed. And it is always a lot of fun to me to see how much a game has grown. Yeah. Um, how much effort the devs have actually put in to develop into a yeah. full-fledged title. Or also, like, what kind of decisions that they've made. What did they decide wasn't working in early access and get rid of? You did know. they listen to their player base in those regards? Yeah. Or did they listen to their player base a bit too much? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that, a balance. That is an option. That is an option. Yeah. That, that is a thing that can happen. Uh, well, you're listening to Zed Games with Hazel, Zara, and Peter. Yep. And uh, we've got reviews coming out of our ears over here. Yeah, there's so many one. of them. Zara's oh. got another one. Oh, I've got another one. I know. I'm, re- I'm, l- I'm locked and loaded. I'm ready to go. Fire away. Are we ready to go? All right. What are you reviewing? Okay. <laughs> um. Have you ever wanted to throw some clay down and turn some pottery? Are you a pottery thrower and need a more casual, free, and less labor-intensive version of your hobby and slash or job to relax? Have you never touched clay before, but you watch some TikToks about it and you want to recreate the experience of being an expert immediately? Yes. Are you just looking for a soothing, repetitive, but still has variety and challenges game that you can pick up on the bus home from work? Yes. Well, we're skipping pottery and moving on straight to let's create exclamation mark pottery two. Oh, pottery two. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite simple. You need to create a pot. Depending on how you push and pull on the clay as it spins, you will carefully shape it until it's the form you want. Some forms will take a bit more time and a bit more finesse to achieve. Some forms are easy. And some are deceptively easy. Once it's shaped, you pop it in the kiln. You get a little cutscene where you get to watch your pot heat up and turn from soft clay to hard ceramic with the roasty toasty sound of flames. I don't think it's possible for it to explode a crack, so you don't have to worry. But if you prove me wrong, please tell me what kind of pot you tried to make. Of course, once it's been baked, it's time to paint it with glaze. You can apply colors and patterns, and although it's pretty simple in its application, basically stamping shapes to the pot, you can layer shapes, patterns, and colors in really interesting and varied ways. So although you start with a limited number of patterns and colors, what you do with it is up to your imagination. 
Voila! Your pot is done. If you did it for a quest, you get a reward. If you made the pot just for fun, you can auction it. But be careful. I spent five minutes on a design, and it did not get as much as the design I rushed. And my feelings did get a little hurt. But that's art, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's it, really. But it does it really well. The pots look great. It simplifies a lot of things so you can focus on shaping and smoothing the clay and applying the colors and patterns. You sell the pot, unlock more colors and patterns, and keep making pots. So do I recommend this game? I do. If you're the sort of person who loves those coloring books, coloring in books, but hate how the app versions just fills in the colors rather than allow you to carefully color them in. It's a lot more engaging and I feel it promotes more mindfulness, which I find more relaxing. And it's probably an example of a Zen art game being selected and executed with thought about the actual experience. And if you're an expert potter, this might still be appealing to you if you need the challenge of making pots removed. I think it would be an interesting way to test concepts before throwing down with the clay. But for me, it's enough to know that my pieces are making dozens of imaginary dollars. So it's developed by Infinite Dreams and available on iOS and Android. Once again, that is Let's Create with an exclamation mark, Pottery 2. I have a question, Zara. <laughs> yep. Did you try and make a Sonic-themed pot? I did not because oh. Sonic's not a very, what's the word, symmetrical shape. Like a little red base and then a little bit white, then blue. Oh. Then just a Sonic-themed one. Okay, I see. Right. <laughs> this is a very elaborate concept, but I like it. No, I um, think I should give this a go now. I'm going to do this Peter showed me some screenshots while you were talking, and it looks beautiful. Yeah. It, like the pots actually look really, really well done. Like, it's such a simple concept. You get some clay, you shape it, you paint it, and then you, you, you auction it off for imaginary dollars. And it's just very soothing, and it's so beautiful and satisfying to look at. Yeah. Is it realistic? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but is it is it relaxing and fun? And did I enjoy it? Oh, okay. I'm si okay. Yeah, this Peter's, is Peter's showing me some of the potential that it has here. Yeah, I mean, there's one. Are you going like to revisit this one? I might need to revisit this. Okay. Um, I will have more advanced pottery creations in the future. Uh, definitely get some screenshots. I'd like to see some of these <laughs> pot themes. I'll work on it. You're listening to Zed Games with Hazel, Zara, and Peter. And we're coming up to the end of our time. So what? But I was thirsty for more Zed games. Well, you can check us out on Spotify if you want to hear our podcast or the Community Radio Plus app, which yeah. is the best way to listen. That which is. is actually really the best way to listen. It really is. There's no ads. There's no ads. It's, it's awesome. It's pure um, Zed games podcastiness. And we've got over 700 episodes. Not all of them are in the podcast. <laughs> um, sorry, I realized that was a little misleading as I started saying it. The last, like, 100 or so are probably That's in a there. good couple of hours, at least. Uh, oh, is it? Is it a couple of hours? <laughs> no, it's definitely a good couple of hours. It's definitely at least a good couple of hours. <laughs> uh, well, we'll be back 
next week with more games, more gaming news, more reviews. Oh, all that news, good reviews, stuff. And gaminess, chat, talk. Hopefully no more layoffs. Word, speak, verse. And with that, it's time for us to say goodnight. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. And we love you, listeners. Love that you. we do. Play games, be happy. Play, Play games, games, be, be happy. happy. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, you can find us on the Community Radio Plus app or find us on socials at ZEDGamesAU. See you next time.